The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who've built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. And to join us is Tal Jacobson, who's the CEO at Perion, which is a global advertising technology company whose synergies solutions are delivered across three primary channels of digital advertising, search, social, and display video CTV advertising. Yesterday, Tal and I talked about how brands use Microsoft to drive revenue. We talked all things kind of Google. We talked uh, a lot of CTV. Just really kind of got in the weeds from a media and tech perspective, which I thought was great. And that spawned our next episode that I'm really excited about. Where we're going to dive into all things AI. And we're talking about the future of AI in the advertising category, especially from a media standpoint. But it could be creative and media and, and a lot of performance marketing stuff. So if you're out there and, and you have major performance marketing initiatives, this is definitely going to be an episode for you because we have uh, Tal Jacobson, the CEO at Perion, coming back. All right, man. I kind of teased earlier a little bit about this. I, I was kind of blown away at this Black Mirror episode with Penelope Cruz and how they basically generated a fake Penelope Cruz. And it, <laughs> people who, if you watch Black Mirror, I, I think it's very well done. And it, it's definitely kind of a mind scratcher a lot of times. But, and I've had conversations with other friends of mine, especially agents and, and people in Hollywood. And I had a weird point of view. And I feel like we're going to get to the point where we might not be casting our talent anymore and we'll just be generating it and basically getting them to sign off on what we're going to use. And that'll be perfect. And it'll cut down production time. You know, you've seen lots of case studies of other agencies basically generating actor, extras and actors. And I'm like, oh man, what, what's going to go on in the actor business? Obviously we're in strike in Hollywood right now. So before we dive into more on the media side of things and other things, AI, and, and certainly maybe touch on more Bing stuff, any thoughts on kind of this new world of potentially using technology to create talent? Is that where we're headed? Thanks for having me again. What's it coming on? So, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Bruce Willis just signed that they can use him in, in deep fake AI to create more movies, right? So that's, that's definitely an angle that we're going to see more and more. But, you know, having said that, when the camera was invented, all the painters were thinking, oh shit, we're now, we're not going to have a job anymore. And we're still seeing paints and we're still seeing photos. So I don't think AI will replace real talent. I think actors like Bruce Willis has so much brand value that he can do that. But I think 
you know, exactly what's happening in Hollywood now. People want fresh content. People want fresh faces. People want fresh talent, fresh stories, right? So I think AI won't solve that. People will always get a job. I think AI can scale it, but it can't be the creative part. I'm happy to hear the tech guys say that. I'll bet a lot of people that listen to this podcast are probably happy to hear that too. Do you think the future will put more of a demand on creativity and that could potentially be the differentiator? I know last episode you talked a lot about the, I keep calling it image generator. That's not the proper term. That's kind of the dorky way to say it. What, what did you call it? And I, I should know this. The, Wait, the generative AI? The generative AI, yeah. And, and that's generating a lot of images like blue background versus red background. And you're, and you're packaging that up with certainly machine learning and programmatic media. If AI is generating a shitload of content and is getting posted based on demographics of people and we're we're finally in that world that we've been talking about for a while in advertising, which is, you know, basically hyper-targeted, very personalized messages using AI and machine learning. And it's, and it's going to boom content probably like we think there's a ton now, like we've probably never seen. And you're even seeing media companies now and journalists having descriptions in, in their pieces of made by a human being and things like that. Do, do you think Ultimately, as all this flood of content through the help of AI comes to the marketplace and is coming already now today, that like what will be the differentiators of the future? What will allow you to stand out if everyone's playing with the same things? Maybe people are ahead in, in other categories in terms of technology, but what's the, is, is creativity, is, is fresh new, is celebrity? Like what are some of the differentiating pieces over the next few years in this flood of content? It's always going to be a, the right balance between art and science. I think AI is science and AI helps you scale, not by adding 10,000 people, but by adding 100 people that are very, very smart. So AI allows you to scale. But most people that listen to, to this show, I have Netflix, I have Disney+, Plus, I have HBO. And I constantly look for, what do I see now? What do I watch now, right? Now, when I go back to my childhood, 1985, imagine how many, on that specific year, how many iconic things went out, right? Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, right? Not a lot of movies, but each and every movie was a masterpiece that 30 years ahead of that, we still know them, right? How many... I've read somewhere that Netflix released something like 900 different new content, 900 a year. Who saw that? I mean, just the quantity is not, doesn't mean quality, right? So there's a balance between art and science. Bam, that's a great point. I love how you put pop culture as a reference point for that. And certainly the 80s, some of the best movies ever. You, know, you talk about you know, Netflix is, is the only hit they had recently that saved their ass other than the, the no more password sharing, which, you know, created some revenue streams, obviously, but was Stranger Fiction, right? Stranger Things? Stranger Things. What did I say? Stranger right. Fiction. For the 80s, right? It was reference to the 80s. Yeah. Then, that was the only time but people actually created something good. Well, and, and, and most of the good stuff right now is recycled. I mean, the two shows I'm watching, I don't watch a ton of TV, is a Winning Time about the Lakers, which is phenomenal, right? Which is back in the 80s. And I think it's State Farm It had tried to do like an 80s retro piece of content before you watch it. I actually don't think it's done very well. I, I love the concept and idea. I just, I, I'm not sure it's executed quite right. 
And then the other one right now is, is The Making of the Godfather. I don't know if you've seen that. I think it's called The Offer, which is fantastic about all the challenges they had to making a classic like The Godfather. So this is really encouraging, again, as, as the tech expert, entrepreneur, and, and CEO of you know big publicly traded company saying that ultimately content is still king and, and, and good content, which is lacking. So that's, that's the good news. What else do you see in, in this kind of AI world or this, this new world of advertising over the next two to three years? I know we kind of talked a little bit more about that last episode, and I teased that out for this one. So, you know, I think when we look at on, on, on consumer behavior and where AI is going to meet it, imagine if ChatGPT would actually work the way it should work in five, six, seven, eight years from there, right? You will go on a search engine and you ask a question, you need to answer it. Why would you need to go into different websites if you get the answers, right? And the next phase would be, why would you need to open a computer? You can just ask your phone or whatever it is. I want to go to Thailand, uh, find me a, res a resort. Okay, I found it two resorts. Okay, book it. That's it. So within that, again, going back to the basics, advertisement is the fuel of the economy, right? So even if you ask your personal assistant AI, I need to book a flight. Now, who's going to win that? United or somebody else, right? So United would better outbid somebody else if they want that flight. What's going to be the platform for the advertisement if that's going to change to that, right? So we're constantly thinking, okay, so what's going to be the next thing and how can we go through that, you know, with AI, right? I mean, obviously, if that's going to be voice, it's going to generate all that audio ad BAI, right? So it could be potential. I'm hearing a couple of things, potentially more emphasis on audio search and audio advertising. And then the other thing, maybe because I'm just weird and I, I, I think in my mind too much, but like, are machines basically going to be marketing to machines? I mean, I guess we're already doing that now with search engines, right? Right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually there's going to be an, a whole ecosystem of machines that take care of machines and convince machines to do stuff, right? I mean, uh, even, you know, Tesla has cars that can tow other cars. They're just doing that by themselves, right? <laughs> and, you know, SEO is are basically algorithms that are manipulating other algorithms, right? Correct. So you're absolutely right. So you have agencies that focus on maybe human behavior, and then there'll be other agencies that focus on computer behavior. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, figuring out how the algorithm works and then manipulate that towards, oh, maybe the word manipulating is not that bad, but figuring out what would, what would be the most optimized way to work with that algorithm, right? How close are we to actually like artificial intelligence in, in your opinion? So when you say artificial intelligence, you mean sentinels? You mean like artificial intelligence that is aware of itself and is afraid of that we're going to shut it off? Is that... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I've seen certainly that. Obviously, Congress is all the movies on a bill that could come out any day right now and Biden's been a part of that with <laughs> guidance on on AI. I've seen a bunch of, you know, Joe Rogan podcast on some AI and like, it's certainly over my head, but yeah. I, and you've seen like the, the AI robots that like act like humans and they ask it, you know, try to stump it on questions of like, you know, would you take over us? Cause we're, you know, based, I, I don't know, like weird shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what I mean. Yeah. Like artificial intelligence on like, Obviously, they can't have human emotions, but they can, can they get close? Like, I don't know. I'd love to get your thoughts on all of that and maybe help us separate it. I don't know. 
So it is. I'll give you my personal point of view on that. I I don't think we're on that way. I think human beings are always going to use machines and algorithms to just make money at the end of the day. So I don't think we're going to point them to the point where they're starting to destroy us because as long as they make money, no, we're not going to pull the plug. So they're, they're not at any risk. When we say AI now, we still don't mean artificial intelligence. What we mean is computer algorithms giving us the best choices, right? And, and doing it in a fast manner. Right. And then it's basically machine learning on steroids. Correct. Correct. And, but I guess, is it quantum computing? Is that where there's potentially intelligence that come into play where it, it gets more than the, the algorithms? I don't know. Do you want me to? Yeah. I, yeah. Like a scary scenario? I know. I guess for me, I don't really think of like the doomsday scenario, right? Like, and, and I can understand how it comes up, but I think about when can this industry, when can brands, when can agencies, are they using computers more than the, than the way AI is used today in terms of more algorithms where they're helping us in a, in a way that we thought wasn't possible. Forget about like if computers are like, all right, forget the humans, like we're going to take over, like all that crazy shit, which potentially it, it is happening. But like maybe something in between that and where we are today in terms of like more machine learning, like what's, what's something in between that that is more useful to our industry? Because I can't really comprehend it. Right. So in a case that computers are going to take over, I don't think that's going to come from the advertisement industry. No, I think <laughs> that maybe that would come from army applications. Yeah, I was going to say the defense contracts <laughs> uh, or from banking or, you know, that might shut down or whatever, but that's not going to come from advertising. I think within advertisement, they're always going to have to be creative people. That's not going to be replaced. Creative people would need, since the economy is, is going global and you need a scale you're going to do the scales through technology and the measurement through technology and machine learning. But there's always going to be a balance between art and science. So I don't think the real risk is not going to come from this specific industry. I agree with you. And I, I still continue to hear the same thing over and over from you, which really helps me. I, I guess I, I like simplicity and things in a box <laughs> at some level just to help me categorize things. And what I keep hearing from you is, is AI provides scale flat out, right? And the thinking and the creative needs to come from human beings and smart people in this industry. And then AI now can provide scale in a way that we are every year more and more a global economy and more and more connected than ever, whether it's been TikTok or social media. And, and you need scale to produce a lot of different shit and you need it to be targeted better than ever in, in a competitive landscape. And so. What I keep hearing from you is AI really is that platform that, that provides that. And then, of, of course, there's the personal application of getting smart faster by seeing more targeted data. And I know our agency is using AI like crazy just really for that, too, of like, OK, I need to outline a strategy. I need to think about a bunch of different research faster. And, and so I, I think it can get on our game faster. Now, I don't know if we're to the point now where it's so useful that, you know, Clients can be saving money on fees. So sorry, you know, CMOs and marketing people on the brand side that listen to this show. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I do think you're going to get more efficiency from your agencies. And I do think 
content will be more targeted. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, unfortunately, you know, most of my friends in the agency do this. We need less production designers. So if, if you're not a conceptual thinker in a creative business and you're more of a doer, that could be a problem. But if you're conceptualizing what needs to be done from a brand side and you're using AI tools to help add scale, okay, now you have a career in this industry. I don't know. I went off on a tangent there, so I don't know what my point was, but maybe anything else we should be thinking about. I, I love what you keep saying around scale. I, I completely agree. How, maybe how should we be thinking about partners in this space as brands and agencies? It sounds like you have a lot of your own built technology, but there's obviously other off the shelf technology with other, you know, platforms that I know we've tested a ton. So maybe other guidance you have for brands and agencies in, in this new world. So, you know, the only thing I would, I would say, don't be afraid of using new channels, new technologies, experiments. So even if you never tried CTV before experiment, it might work for your brand, right? Make sure everything's connected, that you have the attribution. You, you can actually measure if it works, doesn't work. And that's the magic. It's an agency, you know, through that, you can prove to your client, you know, it works. Then we need more budget because this actually drives business. So those are the things. And, you know, through machine learning, you can always get better. I think what the, one of the things we're concentrating on, from each campaign to another, we're getting better and better for that specific client, right? Because... The machine learnings is actually learning what works very good for that specific client in that specific region that he wants to advertise. So, you know, the deeper relationship, you can, and you can show him the results and you can convince him that this actually drives sales, this actually drives business. So I would concentrate on that, connecting all the dots, having all the data, experiment, and have fun of it with that. I love CTV right now. I think we're, we should be talking about the rise of the 30 second spots back because of CTV. I, I, I agree with you. And it sounds like what you're saying, and I, I tend to agree with you, although I still think there's some holes in attribution modeling. You probably have more tech than, than I've seen around that, but really bullish on, you know, the other thing I'm hearing is you're really bullish on multi-point attribution modeling, especially with CTV tests, which before, let's face it, would be traditional TV advertising, where today we have a, a little more data to get some attribution back. How do people find out about you? Where do they find more information on you? What type of clients are you working with? Maybe a little, a little plug for kind of what's a good fit for you guys and, and your company. Right. So all the information about us and all our technologies and solutions, you can find on perion.com. We're working with all the agencies across the nation, US, and we're working with all agencies in Europe. And we're creating amazing creatives and wrapped in cool technologies for all the major brands. Love it. And I love that you love that you work with agencies and not just brands direct. So that's cool too. I like, I, I like that. Not, and again, it's okay to work with brands direct too, but as an agency guy hearing that, I, I love that. So man, Tal Jacobson, thank you for coming on. Thank you for guiding us in this little AI discussion and I uh, can't, can't wait to catch up with you again soon. That's great. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Tal, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can find him on Twitter at, at Tal Jacobson or their company website at perion.com. And that's P-E-R-I-O-N.com. Again, if you didn't have a chance to take notes, you know the deal. Rebrandpod.com has everything you need. Our big thing is uh, people subscribing. 
mostly on Apple and Spotify. That's our KPI we look for. So if you like this content, if you know people that are in marketing, don't like reading these long, lengthy books and, and just want to talk to experts every day that are in the trenches doing this shit, I, I think we might be the home for you. So feel free to send to your friends or coworkers. We're really trying to build up this marketing community. Appreciate everyone for the support. You can find me just at Scott Herkey on pretty much most of the social channels. Love to connect any way possible. And again, subscriptions are the key. We're 7,000 plus strong subscribers and, and we've been consistently a top 50 business podcast in the U.S. So that's really cool. Thanks for your support. Thanks to all the guests that come on. Thanks to people that are sharing and doing all their stuff. So just appreciate everyone so much. All right, that's it for today. Remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 